good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there and welcome. It's Monday, the 12th of September and the beginning of a new week. I first want to give a big shout out to all the subscribers and viewers of this channel who have made it what it is now. Thanks to you, we are growing each and every day. And for that, I would like to say thank you. This channel was created on the 1st of May 2021 with zero subscribers and thanks to you guys out there we have now hit the 3000 mark. It's phenomenal growth for a new channel and we're going to keep pushing and pushing. Like with everything we need to adapt, change and add more to keep you guys interested and over the course of the next few months I plan to do that. The daily news show of Monday to Friday will stay but I plan to add new segments to the show especially over the weekends with things like a live stream, a Q&A forum and a couple of interviews with prominent expats in Thailand. So as I said thank you for your support so far. I feel truly blessed and please do keep listening. Now last Saturday, the 11th of September, the world remembered 9-11 and the terrible terrorism attack that occurred in New York City and at the Pentagon in the United States of America. It was one, if not the most horrific events that I've ever truly seen and it has stayed with me for my entire life because it's part of my growing up in this world. It's heartwarming, however, to see people remember all throughout the world and I think that's something special. I remember where I was on 9-11. I was on holidays in Florida. And I was on a day trip to the Dry Tortugas, when halfway through the trip we were informed that the Coast Guard had ordered us all back to shore. Not knowing what happened, we went back to shore and went to the hotel bar to have a drink, and then discovered what had been happening in New York while we were out having a great time. It truly saddened me to see that, but from that day forward I've always remembered where I was on 9-11. So let me ask you out there, do you remember where you were on 9-11? And if so, I'd love to know down in the comments section. So now that's all done with, let's jump into today's top stories. Thailand logged 14,029 new COVID-19 cases and 180 more fatalities during the previous 24 hours the Public Health Ministry announced on Sunday morning. There were 13,753 cases in general population and 276 among prison inmates. On Saturday, 15,742 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. Now in relation to mass testing, which has been spoken about a lot recently in the media, Bangkok are testing about 1,800 people a day with ATK tests with a positivity rate of approximately 18%. Now this is not mass testing. It seems to be more testing of high-risk contacts. Mass testing normally includes as many people as possible, whether symptomatic or asymptomatic. We also seem to be flattening out at about 14 to 15,000 cases per day. So I'm not 100% sure if this is actually getting better right now or being stagnant at that 14 to 15K is a good or bad thing. With the planned reopening of certain areas in the next few weeks, I think that number needs to drop well below 10,000 for people abroad to be even considering coming to Thailand. So we'll see if uh, the numbers drop or if they uh, magically drop with some massaging of the numbers, if you know what I mean. Now our first story is 48 held in Samui birthday party raid. 48 people, 
27 foreigners and 21 Thais, were arrested during a raid on a birthday party held in violation of COVID-19 restrictions at a luxury resort on Koh Samui earlier Saturday. A team of police, soldiers and local officials led by Samui District Chief raided the Mai Tai Pool Lounge and Restaurant located at a luxury residential and resort complex on a hill in Tambon Bopud on the southern tourist island around 1am on Saturday. They were acting on a tip that a birthday party was being organised at the venue. Such gatherings are against the emergency decree in effect to deal with COVID-19. Charges can also be laid under the Disease Control Act. Arrested were 27 foreigners, 21 men and 6 women, and 21 Thais, 3 men and 18 women. Investigators seized alcoholic beverages as evidence. All partygoers were taken to the Bopwood Police Station for legal proceedings. Earlier, police raided two restaurants on the island for serving alcohol to customers. Officers raided the Bamboo Restaurant and Apple Bar around 9.30pm and found alcoholic drinks were being served to customers in violation of provincial authorities' orders. Bottles of beer were seized from two venues. The owners were charged with selling alcohol drinks and allowing the consumption of alcohol on their premises. Now, good lord, the greatest sin ever to have taken place on Samui right now, the drinking of alcohol. We need soldiers, we need police, we need local districts to swoop in, get their cameras out, take photos, confiscate the beer, and, you know, all for what? A birthday party? Are these guys having a laugh or something? This is the tat advertisement they should use. Come to Thailand, have a beer, get arrested. Because this is what's going on. These clowns are trying to advertise Samui and Phuket and all these other places to the world for tourism and then people go and have a drink in a restaurant or a bar or go to a very small party and the next minute they're all being arrested for drinking alcohol. Good God, what has Thailand become? It's beyond words at sometimes, but I, I tell you something, it should be used. The Tourism Authority of Thailand can use this as their new slogan, you know, come to Thailand, banged up for boozing. That'll be it. Now next, Pattaya Hotels fear for their future. Hoteliers in Pattaya have warned that if they do not get assistance with outstanding loans, many could end up in the hands of foreign investors. Pisut Sekou, president of the Eastern Region's Hotel Association, said yesterday that hundreds of operators in Pattaya and in the East in general were in dire financial straits after nearly two years of COVID-19. Many were struggling to keep their businesses afloat and had pinned their hopes on Pattaya being able to reopen the tourists on October 1 as planned. Although most tourists would not be from the same groups as before, the arrival of Thai tourists would still be helpful to the tourism sector in Pattaya, Mr. Pisut said. If the pandemic enters a third year, with no sign that Pattaya can reopen fully, many hotels in the resort city will end up in the hands of foreign investors. Local hoteliers could not continue to carry the heavy financial burden, he said. Groups of foreign investors, mostly Chinese, were interested in buying hotels in Pattaya, the hotel association president said. He called on the government to pay more attention to the plight of the hotel sector and introduce measures to better address their problems. This should include suspension of loan payments to financial institutions that hoteliers had borrowed from to keep their businesses running. If remedial action is not taken, the crisis in the tourism sector will persist. Hotel operators will be left with no choice but to sell their businesses to foreign investors with a huge amount of revenue for tourism would then flow out of the country, Mr. Pisut said. Chonburi Governor, meanwhile, said the province is now ready for the planned reopening October 1. However, he said he doubted how many foreign tourists would want to visit Chonburi and Pattaya as they will be required 
required to stay within limited areas and use specific routes prepared for the so-called Patia move-on program in the first seven days of their stays. Under the travel reopening scheme, which covers Banlamung District, Satip District and Patia City, only tourists who test negative for COVID-19 after seven days will be allowed to travel freely. Chonburi has been chosen by the government, along with Bangkok, Pechaburi, Khan, and Chiang Mai, to spearhead its plan to reopen to tourists on October 1 and must achieve a 70% vaccination target by the end of this month in order to get the green light by the Ministry of Public Health, he said. Now this is not a real surprise because this has been kind of lurking in the background for quite a few months. A lot of hoteliers are in trouble and I am sure that a lot would sell if the right amount of money appeared on their desk. But unfortunately the right amount of money would be coming from the Chinese and I'm not very sure that is a good thing for Thailand. We have seen in the past how the Chinese have in Phuket, for example, managed the zero bat tours where basically all the money was paid in China before arriving in Thailand. And Thailand saw very little of this money because it turned out the hotels were owned by Chinese companies. The boat trips were owned by Chinese companies. The massage shops were owned by Chinese companies. So no money was ever making it to Thailand. And that's what became a huge problem in Phuket. And I'm not really sure it was ever dealt with properly. Again, let's remember, China are responsible for this virus. And there's no other way to say it. No, I don't believe they should be allowed to invest. And I think the government should take a firm stand on this. They should help out these hotels that are in trouble and put together a proper reopening plan to get the country fully reopened without all this nonsense of 14 days quarantine, sealed routes, sandboxes, shit boxes, scam boxes, whatever you want to call it needs to all stop. Reopen the country property, have your safety measures of vaccinated and maybe a PCR test before you come. That's it. Done and dusted. And open up. We have seen from the Phuket model that the amount of positive COVID travelers is something like 0.03%. It's so little. It would have no effect on Thailand whatsoever. The greatest danger of COVID in Thailand is Thai people itself spreading it to other Thai people. And that's why I continuously say that the statistics and the science right now show that reopening to vaccinated tourists who've had been pre-tested before they arrive is very, very, very safe. You just need to look at the Phuket Sandbox numbers in relation to the arrivals and the amount of people that have tested positive. It is so minute. And half of them are probably getting COVID, probably in Thailand when they get here anyway, on day six or day 12. So what does it matter? That's just my take on it. I don't know what you guys think about it, but I'd love to know. But I think the last thing Thailand needs is the Chinese coming in and buying up loads of property, okay? And the money never see in Thailand ever again. That's what I think. I I think that's the last thing that's needed in this country. But I'd love to hear your opinion on it. And as always, down in the comments section. Now, this story is touching on something we discussed in our last episode on Friday. Thais flock to Hua Hin as lockdown ease, reopening to foreign tourists cautioned. More Thai people have been traveling to the coastal town of Hua Hin and Prachikiri Kham province since the partial easing of COVID-19 restrictions. The proposed reopening to foreign arrivals next month, however, should be postponed, said Vice President of the Thai Association. The Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration will soon decide on the proposed reopening of the resort, more popular among Thai tourists and foreigners under the Hua Hin recharge scheme. With some lockdown measures eased in late August, hotels in Hua Hin, including those on Sha'an Beach in Pechaburi province, developed promotions to attract tourists and Mr. Udom expects their numbers to increase this week. The association's vice president, 
who also is an advisor to the Hua Hin Cha'am Tourism Association, also explained that normally Thai people travel to Hua Hin and Cha'am in October, and it coincides with the school break and the high season. 75% of the tourists are Thai. As such, he doesn't really agree with the Hua Hin recharge scheme, which is expected to welcome foreign tourists from October 1st without a quarantine, but with the requirement for several RT-PCR tests, as Thai people might be afraid to come. He suggests that it would be better to postpone the Hua Hin recharge scheme to December, as there would be more foreign tourists arriving from mostly Germany, the UK, Scandinavia, France and Switzerland. When asked about expected revenue, he thinks that up to 1 billion baht per month can be generated in the third phase of the We Travel Together scheme and the Tour Tiao Thai program are approved by this October. He thinks it's also possible that the Hua Hin recharge will generate up to 1.2 billion baht within three months. The reopening of Hua Hin and Cha Am should, however, be done in parallel because tours often travel between the two areas, Mr. Unlan said, adding that the Hua Hin recharge scheme should also cover the entire province of Prachakiri Khan and Pechaburi and should reopen to 80 to 100% of their populations are fully vaccinated, which includes tourists, business owners, staff, and the public. Now, this was what we discussed the last day about Hua Hin and whether or not it was smart for them. To actually reopen now this guy seems to have his head screwed on his shoulders and has a lot of common sense and he knows well that this program will do nothing for Hua Hin except restrict ties coming to the town and the province and he knows it's not a good idea i'll give you a very good example of all this the Kaulak sealed route which has been now open for about three weeks has seen about 10 customers arrive that's about it Mostly single travellers, I might add as well. And since they've started it, they've put in restrictions to come to Kaulak to stay in a hotel as being you must be fully vaccinated and you must have a rapid antigen test or an RT-PCR test to be able to stay at the hotel. Now, this is for Thai tourists, domestic travellers, expats staying in Thailand. These restrictions are over the top in relation to the Thai market because if a person wants to come for maybe a one or two night stay, the room might cost them 1500 and for two people and a child maybe above six, the antigen tests that must be from a lab by the way, you can't use the ones you buy in the pharmacy and do it yourself, might cost them maybe 1800 So the tests will be more expensive than the actual room themselves. So they'll end up forking out over 3000 you know, for one night. People aren't going to do that. It doesn't make any sense at all. And what seems to have happened in Kaulak, for example, is there's nobody at all. There's no foreign tourists and there's no Thai domestic. And they don't seem to have copped themselves on. They seem to have thrown all their eggs into one basket when really they need to have both, but that's what's going on there. And I think this should be a cautionary tale to Hua Hin and the surrounding provinces, is don't get involved in these kind of sealed routes unless there's a reasonable way for Thai domestic tourists to come. And right now there's not, because it's very hard to tell foreign tourists that you need to be fully vaccinated, have three RT-PCR tests, follow all these rules, and Thai people or expats can enter and they have no rules. So there needs to be a much better balance found. Thai Parliament passes election changes favouring ruling party. Thailand's parliament passed major electoral changes favouring larger parties, a move expected to help Prime Minister Prayat Chan-a-cha's military-backed organisation amid speculation of an early election.
Most major parties in Parliament backed a set of constitutional amendments that include increasing the number of constituent representatives to 400 from 350 and bringing back an earlier system of casting two ballots, one for a candidate and one another for a political party. At a joint session of the Parliament on Friday, 472 lawmakers voted for the amendment, while 187 abstained and 33 voted against, according to a televised broadcast of the proceedings. The changes will now need an endorsement from the King of Thailand. The change are the latest attempts by Thailand's royal establishments to fine-tune election rules already heavily stacked in favour of the military and its allies, which won a vote two years ago following a lengthy process to write a constitution in the wake of a 2014 coup. The amendments are among a number of signs pointing to another election before the government's four-year term ends in 2023. The amendments fall well short of the charter overhaul demanded by pro-democracy protesters, who have revived street demonstrations in recent months, expressing anger over Priot's handling of the pandemic and the economic fallout. Since the start of September, protesters have staged daily gatherings to push for reform of the monarchy and the resignation of Priot, who survived a no-confidence vote last week. These changes will boost dominance of large political parties in the next election and cement the course for the key ruling party to return as the government, said Punchada Sirivan Bud, a visiting fellow of Singapore's ISES Yusuf. Ishek Institute, who researches Thai politics. While the changes will benefit all major parties, including the main opposition Pu Thai, the key beneficiary is expected to be the ruling Palam Prachachat backed by the military. That's because the constitution also gives 250 senators who were appointed by the military a vote for prime minister, making it much more difficult for pro-democracy parties to form a government. Supporters of the electoral proposals argue that by increasing the number of constituencies, each district gets redrawn to a smaller one that allows representatives to work more closely with ordinary citizens. The two-ballot proposal would would let voters choose different candidates and parties, encouraging more public scrutiny of their policy reforms. Critics in the legislature disagree, saying the changes will spur more vote-buying and make it more difficult for smaller parties to win. If we were to amend the constitution for the benefit of the people, we must use larger districts to make it more difficult to buy votes, said Senator Sari Suan Panat. This is very confusing to explain, but Thailand right now has the ruling government, the government party, is made up of a massive coalition of about, I think it's 19, 20 parties. So 19 to 20 political parties make up the coalition of the government because of the last system, which basically made impossible for big parties to win more seats. I think they got capped at a certain amount of seats that they could win and then other parties start getting those seats. And it just made a complete mess out of the whole political system here. Now, the political system here has never been close to being perfect. It's always been kind of blighted by corruption, vote buying, promise of this and that and when I mean vote buying literally buying people's votes like handing over money for it and that's been the way it has been for quite a while Right now in the government, you have the Palang Pacharat Party. This is the military party who have 24.69% of the seats in the lower house. Now, Pu Thai, which were, are the party of Taksin Shinawatra and Yingluk, who was the last prime minister, hold 27.8%, which is more. But they weren't able to get all the other ones on board because a lot of these other parties are very much pro-military or pro-monarchy and certainly wouldn't align with Pu Thai party. Then you have Move Forward Party, which is 9.96%, the Democratic, which is the same, uh, Bumjai Thai Party, which is about 12.5%, and that's the party of the Minister for 
public health Anutan who we've heard about many times who called expats and foreigners dirty foreigners remember dirty Ferengs that's the guy who who leads that party and then other parties have about 15% so it's just made up of too much so they're trying to bring that back because maybe they've realized it is a bit of a nonsense thing but I'm not quite sure it's going to work out anyway better because now I think you'll be back to vote buying again and the same thing that went on in the past of course the problem with all of this is that the nomination of a prime minister and when you have all these senators who are basically generals and police chiefs voting and have have a say in the vote it becomes farcical why should they have a say in the vote they weren't elected by anybody the only people who should be voting for the prime minister are the people who have been voted in to the parliament to the government you know they're the people who've been elected they're the only ones who should be voting for a prime minister not guys who are aligned to one side and clearly are so that's a big problem as well Thai politics is quite amusing at times too I mean the last week or so we have seen the no confidence vote in the prime minister the wheeling and dealing behind the scenes in relation to the his own party trying to get rid of him then the prime minister firing those people who tried to get rid of him but he may have fired them but I, I think he's created even bigger enemies now that could potentially topple the government at some point but yeah of course you know if you look at this article and it's coming from Bloomberg today you can see that I think we're going to probably see an election within the next year or so and we'll see kind of where the people stack up in relation to what's gone on it will be difficult for the lead the government party to get votes too because people are looking at what's in their pocket right now and and looking at how the COVID situation has been handled and no matter how much you want to support a certain side if you think to yourself god they've done so bad maybe we should give the other guy a chance that could easily happen but that's Thai politics for you and we'll then end it with the Phuket Daily News we had 230 confirmed COVID-19 cases in Phuket on the 11th of September 2021 on that day 588 people arrived from abroad through the sandbox scheme they came on seven international flights two Thai Airways one Guatar one Emirates two Singapore Airlines and a private jet as of September, we have 146,933 room nights booked for September. As of July 1st, 31,181 people have entered Thailand through the sandbox scheme. In relation to vaccinations on the island, 430,686 have had their first dose, while 379,042, representing 81%, have been fully vaccinated. In other Phuket news... Phuket domestic entry requirements extended with no changes. The Phuket provincial government has issued another order extending conditions for domestic arrivals to enter Phuket, including sandbox tours and local residents returning from a trip off the island with no new sections added and no changes to the current provisions that are already in effect. Super cheap order closed over COVID-19 infections. The main super cheap shopping complex in Rasada in Phuket town has been ordered closed for seven days as a measure to prevent COVID-19 infections from spreading after at least 23 staff were confirmed infected. Rawai Sea Gypsies Village under lockdown. The Sea Gypsy Village in Rawai has been placed under 14-day lockdown, Rawai Mayor Arun Salas has announced. And finally, Phuket Bar closures, alcohol restrictions hit agenda. Boutique hotels being forced to close, the effect of the alcohol ban in restaurants and the ongoing suffering of Patong Entertainment venue operators were just three of the issues raised with advisors to the Deputy Prime Minister visiting Phuket yesterday. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, 
and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.